0: Fine. Um you don't have to if you don't want to. Um and then maybe just mention your family. Okay. Um I'm Mary Elizabeth Peretti, and we have been my husband Robert and I have been at Redeemer for about three years, a little over three years. We have three kids. Walt is eight, Charlie is six, and Lucy is four. Um currently I am the administrative aide at Crestwood Day School, and it's amazing. It's a dream job, literally. Um, I also work part-time, very, very part-time for the church in the children's ministry. I'm the volunteer coordinator, which I love. I spent the majority of, or the first half of COVID kind of mourning what we went through in the fall, which was breast cancer. So in October, I was diagnosed with um, stage two lobular carcinoma. I was told from the very beginning that it was treatable, it was curable, and it was going to be a bumpy road, but it was going to be fine. Um, But it's still, even hearing treatable and curable is not something that you want to hear, that you want your kids to hear, that you want your family to go through. Um, It was really stressful. It was very dark. Um, But it was treated. It was cured. Um, I had a double mastectomy in December. And then we didn't know what treatment was going to look like. Um, And then I was scheduled to have reconstruction this summer. So pre-COVID... We had been going through all of that. I found out in January that they had gotten it all, that it wasn't in my lymph nodes. That was great news. Obviously, um, I found out in February that I was not gonna have to have chemo, which was amazing. I mean, especially looking back now, if I had had to have chemo during a pandemic, like it would have totally shifted. Lots of things that were already shifted. Um, so I in, in December and January and February, finding out these things that were all such good news, I um, did a really good job of buying into this lie of, you're fine, everything's fine, and you need to move on. Um, and nobody told me that. It was just like, this is all so great. Like, we were all celebrating, but at the same time, I was I was just buying a lie. Um, so here comes quarantine. We shut down in March, and I'm alone in my house with my kids. Robert, for the first time, is not working from home. Um, And so it sort of hit me like this grief just like smacked me in the face of, you know what, that was trauma. Like it turned out okay. And you could, I I also felt guilty because we had been so supported and so loved and could not ask for better people in our lives. Like literally everything that could have been perfect was perfect besides the fact that I had been diagnosed and been through cancer and that my kids had been through cancer and that this was part of our story now. Um and it's always been part of, like something that I wanted to show the Lord's redemption through. So I think I I jumped too quickly to the Lord redeemed this, and it's great and I'm great and my kids are going to be fine and yes I have this other surgery but it's fine. So it was not fine. Um I spent probably good four to six weeks with that section of quarantine, where we were really alone, like where we really couldn't hang out with people. I'm also like such an extrovert that it was hard for me to be alone, but it was good for me because I was able to like, just be honest with my feelings. Um, so I just had to let myself feel grief for a little while, which is not my go-to. I mean, I could have probably done it till the summer, um, pretended like everything was great and not even realized that it was a lie I had bought into. Um, so I was honest with a few friends, a few close friends about that. And, you know, thank goodness for Marco Polo in times of isolation. Um, and worked through that. And the Lord really brought brought me through it. Brought, And I was able to see how he brought my kids through it. Um, I, our oldest especially was very angry. And he was angry at me. Um, he was great with everybody else, but he was mad at me. Um, but as I processed through and kind of opened the door. We had always been really honest with them about everything that was going on, but opened the door a little more for him to see that it was okay to be sad and we were still dealing with this and that he sort of started to come through it, um, which was good. And So spent spent some time doing some telehealth and some, you know, just work to get through that and letting myself feel, letting myself cry and be angry and call it what it was, which was trauma. And then it was funny because I had mourned, like having this, I had a reconstruction July 8th and I had kind of preemptively mourned, like, I'm going to lose half of my summer with the kids and I'm only going to have a month and we have to make the most of it. And then like March hit and I had, you know, six months. Um, It it was really good. It was a sweet time of slowing down. We tend to like go, 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 go. it was not perfect. I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, we baked and we made crafts and we did all of these things and it was wonderful. We did not do any of those things, but I'm thankful for the time because we ha- our lives had been so turned upside down and I had lost so much time with my family in my house um, between all of the doctor's appointments in October and then surgery and then another surgery coming. I just, I really am thankful that we were able to like be a unit again because it had felt we had all felt really just shuffled everywhere because it was constant I have got to be here and this child's going here and this one's going here and Robert's here with this one and so it was kind of as hard as it was to be alone it was it was good in the long run to to have some time to kind of reconnect as a family and reestablish our patterns and our rules and our family rhythms um, so I regularly run on Sunday mornings with like a group of two girls, um, Hannah and Kelly, and we run on Sundays. We do the iron Dill furnace trail every week. And, um, and one week I was like, Hey, if y'all want to come home and like watch church in the backyard, like we're already running together, come to my house and we can do it together. So we started setting up, um, a computer in the backyard around the fire pit that had been built for us in December. And, it was so special. It was so special to have these girls. And then we ended up having our friend Grant came over and he would watch. And we would all sit our six feet apart. You know, we would do our thing. But we had it on the computer. Robert, like, rigged up a um, a speaker so we could all hear. And it was so special for so many reasons. Like, it shifted for me. Like, we're worshiping the Lord, like, in our backyard with the community. It doesn't have to be a 6,000 people. It's these are like people that the Lord has brought into our lives and us into theirs, and we're doing what we are called to do. We're being together. Like, we don't have to let everything shut us down. Um, and also, it was special because, you know, I came home from the hospital, two men from our church building this fire pit. So it felt like such a gift. Like, we're able to use this fire pit that was built for us out of such tragedy to do a little church community. Like, it was so neat. So that really shifted things for me. Like, I'll never forget feeling like, you know what? If we have to do this past Easter, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Um, And here we are. If anything, like, it was just, like, he made it so clear that, like, see, this is what I'm doing for you. This, this This area for people to sit has been provided for you, and here they are. Um, And I just pray so hard that that's something our kids look back and remember. Like, in the midst of everything being shut down in total isolation, like, we found a way to worship the Lord together. We have really held on in our family to, and I'm not good with the reference, um, but I would have despaired had I not known that I would rejoice with the Lord in the land of the living. Um, We held on to that in the fall through cancer. And I think we're still holding on to that now, like, there are so many days and there will likely come a day where they there everything gets shut down again like I'm we're braced for that where I could easily fall into despair but we know that like we've just been holding on to like our hope is that we're going to rejoice with the Lord and um even Walt told us like I uh, probably 3 months ago that he was just ready for, I had said something like, oh, we, we just need Jesus to come back. We just need, and he was like, I, I do wish Jesus would come back because in all of my billions of problems would just go away. And I want to be, a part of me wanted to be like, oh, tell me about your billions of problems. But the other part of me was like, how beautiful is it that he knows that his only hope is the Lord coming and saving us? Like We know that we will rejoice with him in the land of the living, regardless of what the next five, 10, 20 years look like. So we've been really holding on to that as a family.